Feline Wiles Always the cat remains a little beyond the limits we try to set for him in our blind folly. Andre Norton It wasn't exactly catastrophic, but our midi kitty was giving us community relations problems. We had moved temporarily into our son's rental in town while our country home was being refurbished. Midi, accustomed to being confined indoors due to roving dogs and coyotes, was delighted with the freedom to roam here in the civilization of town. However, our first mistake was to allow her to discover the three elegant backyard bird feeders in our neighbor's yard. She promptly began polishing her bird harvesting skills. We had two cats, Midnight, Midi for short, an all-black young female, and Snowshoe, an all-white elderly male. Black cats blend with the shadows and have a special talent for sneaking up on birds. Our Midi was no exception. Seemingly spring-loaded, she rarely missed in her early morning bird hunts. Snowshoe never left dismembered bodies and feathers on the front step. He had learned that capturing wild things required more stealth than his white coat would permit and more speed than his mature bones could muster. Long ago, we ceased hanging bird feeders in our trees as our concession to the rules of Audubon. But Mitty, undeterred, crossed the street to the home of our neighbors. She sneaked onto the neighbor's property at dawn when the finches and song sparrows first stretched their wings and scarfed up seeds. At the right moment, Mitty pounced. Our resourceful neighbors tried everything from shouts and chasing with a broom to spray bottles and garden hose, to no avail. Sneaky Mitty outwitted them as well as the birds. These neighbors came to discuss the matter, averting their eyes as they stepped over the latest scattering of feathers that Mitty delivered to our door. I invited them in. Would you consider putting a bell on Mitty if we purchase it? Albert asked. We readily agreed. The bell arrived, a tiny brass noisemaker. Fastened to its handsome red collar, it looked great against Kitty's black coat. The collar's beauty did not impress Midnight, however. She went wild the moment it circled her neck. She raced from couch to stairwell to lampshade to kitchen sink board, trying to escape the jingle that must have sounded like the clang of a freight train to her bird-sensitive ears. Exhausted and frustrated, Mitty finally stopped, dead still. She wouldn't move and she wouldn't eat or drink. Her little head was frozen on her body. Only her eyes moved whenever we approached, trying to coax her with kibble. For two days, she crouched near the food bowl but did not approach it. I was concerned that midnight would wither away from starvation or dehydration. Snowshoe gave her a wide berth, nibbling food from his side of the bowl as though turning his back on her might somehow transfer that loathsome bell to him. Not only was Mitty ostracized from the human kingdom and deterred from avian haunts, she was shunned by her feline ilk. I was about to plead with our country-based friends to adopt Mitty when hunger overcame her fear of the bell. Cautiously, she crept to the water and food bowl.
Within a few days, she accepted the bell as part of her life. As important, this determined little birder did not give up on her favorite sport. Within a few days, we learned that our neighbors were wakened each morning by Midnight's bell as she sneaked along their bedroom windowsill instead of creeping on the ground. The height of the sill apparently gave her about two seconds advantage as she leaped onto the bird feeder before the bell alerted the birds. In short, she had outwitted us all and was back to garnering at least one bird on her morning forays. But all was not lost. Albert did not give up in his quest to preserve his birds. He rigged up a motion detection device. The entire yard sprinkler system went on the moment midnight sneaked under their gate. Hooray! Technology to the rescue!